Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a podversation that combines my 30 plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests, and trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision, so my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we podversate for your growth. Okay, thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Now, just by tuning in, two things have happened for you. The first is that you've actually taken the first best step toward improving some situation or outcome in your world. The second thing is that you've actually proven to yourself that outside confidential coaching can truly benefit your personal and professional growth. Now, in the course of our conversation, you're going to discover a couple of things. And the first is that we definitely make sales make sense. But this conversation has evolved and we're beginning to see that we make business life make sense and sometimes personal lives make sense. And we do it in a very practical and easy to understand approach. And we try to give you air quotes nuggets that you can carry with you each day to make that day better, to make that week better, and add up to making that month better and ultimately your life better. So I'm going to ask you to do the second step. Okay, you have to take the next step. And what that is, is I want you to become a PK podcast member. And this is where you'll get the one-on-one time and attention from me and my group and also where you'll find the bonus content in a conversation format where we, we expand out, we blow out the topics and give you a much deeper dive. Sometimes we give you the what in the conversations that we do, and in the deeper dive, we give you the how. Um, so the way you can do that is just go to our podcast show description, look for the support the show link, and go there, and it'll take you to Patreon. And you can sign up for something as simple as the Basic Hindsights Membership or just go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Patrick Kagan and become a member there. You'll enjoy the bonus content, you'll enjoy the one-on-one time, and you'll enjoy a much better, newer situation in your world. Now today, we're actually very excited. Uh, Adam Griggs is joining us. Adam is the Chief Executive Officer at a company called Clarify. And Adam is one of the best uh, I've seen and interacted with in terms of communication. He's going to really shed some light on communication as it relates to effectiveness in the business world. But Adam, maybe I could just turn it over to you. You could talk a little bit about your experience, uh, what it's like to be a CEO nowadays, what Clarify does, all those sorts of things. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Patrick. And um, I wish that I could tell you you know, what it's like to be a CEO nowadays versus old days, but it's still fresh for me. So <laughs> <laughs> things, are, uh, things are connected more than they've ever been, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons why I love what I do is because I've spent all these years working with small business, and I've been in the small business community for about 14 or 15 years in one facet or another, but usually working with leadership and ownership teams. And watching them kind of grow and try to figure things out, it's been exciting been it's been a process mm-hmm. and sometimes it can be a little bit uh, it can be a little bit sad right when you watch people set up what would be their livelihoods or their goals and they miss the mark um, and sometimes there's just frustrations that in hindsight you can really go back and say man I, I wish I wish I would have could have should have done these things mm-hmm. and working with businesses for so many years that's one of the things 
advisors you work with. So that frustration led to us kind of creating Clarify, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a communication platform that just helps people to visualize what's going on in the business so that they can have conversations of context rather than, again, the the punishment, the what it could have and should have. Well, you know, and that's, I mean, that's really the premise of, of this whole podcast. Um, you know, sales hindsights, it's life hindsights, it's business hindsights. And you, know, you and I today, I mean, we're charged with one thing, and that is, you know, knowing what I know today, what would I do differently? What would I advise somebody to do differently? Um, how do I avoid the woulda, the shoulda, the coulda? Um, and, and we can do it topic by topic, but it's so important because... Like you said, you know, if you could, if you could go back in time, think about how you could impact and change the world that we live in today. I mean, it's it's unbelievable, and and it and it gets rid of some of that sadness because I know what you're talking about, where people set out with the best of intentions, and I think you nailed it, and I think your company makes a lot of sense because a lot of times people say, "Well, I got to see if this works before I do it," or I have to see if what you recommend works, and then if it does work, I'll do a lot more of it. And I always challenge folks that say that to tell me, what does works mean to you? I mean, tell me how you help folks now, knowing what you know, define works so they can avoid the we would have, we should have, and we could have. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think when we're setting up what supposedly works in our mind, Mm -hmm. uh, it's like a catch-22, right? Time is an elusive thing, and we always try to force it into this this construct, whether it be the 12-week year or the annual reviews, you know, or just a 40-hour work week. Mm-hmm. And the frustrating part about owning a business is a lot of times we've got all these hats we have to wear, and the hats require us to give particular pieces of ourselves, our focus, our conversation. Um, and technology has kind of advanced that rapidly, almost to where it's overwhelming, and it's drowning people out, and they forget why they even started business to begin with. I mean, at the end of the day, if you get into business, it's either pain or pleasure. There's a reason why you're doing it, right? And to avoid those sad moments in life of the coulda, woulda, shouldas, we need to start getting back to why am I in business for myself and why does it matter to my my community, my, my employees, my family, and start having conversations of context around that and stop with all of this overwhelming data points, 10,000, 100,000 data points that could supposedly make things better to show me that it is working, you know? Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I mean, data can be drowning or it can be enlightening. Now, you know, today we want to talk about communication as it relates to effectiveness. And you brought up a great point about technology. And technology can be your best friend and can be your, your biggest foe in today's world, in every in every aspect, I guess. How has technology, in your opinion, uh, enhanced communication? And how does it take away from communication and ultimately the effectiveness of people with those two uh, variables of, of either technology enhancing my communication in the world or technology taking away from that. What are, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, so I think I want to start with taking away. Mm-hmm. In our technology, we, we look around and we try to compare ourselves, and that's both good and bad, right? Everybody wants to compare how they're doing and compare how they're doing against their peers. Um, so there's, there's one thing to be said about having a goal. There's another to be said about mandating that that goal is yours when it wasn't yours to begin with. And so when you get these technology platforms, whether it be utilization online or, or seeing how many people are coming to your website or your social media platforms or even just sales transactions, like what's the ROI of my ads and how often are my managers engaging in these? When you start to go down this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. 
you, you lose sight of why you started and it kind of, it, it's an impediment towards what your desire was, mm-hmm. which was to build something meaningful and lasting for yourself and your family and, and hopefully your key employees because you're creating an, an ecosystem of trust. That's your business. Mm-hmm. And so some technologies allow you to kind of cut out the noise, put on the tunnel vision goggles, if you will, and just see the things you need to see in the moments that matter. And those are the, the difficult pieces of software or even or technology um, that we have to try to figure out works for us. You know, how is it going to work for us? Why is it going to work for us? And what's the ultimate goal in utilizing it? Because you can go out there and sign up for thousands of platforms and hundreds of campaigns, and it might move the needle, but did it, did it move it in a meaningful direction for you? Do you still love your job? Do you want to continue to build your business? Or is it sucking the life out of you? You know, you've got to make sure that whatever you're doing, you're doing it in a format that's going to give you breathing room to grow and understand why you're doing something. I think that's I think that's so important because I think you're right. People get down a path. I'll, I'll talk to uh, folks when they're looking at starting up a business, and they'll start talking to me about they're building a website, and um, you know they're they're putting together a um, a plan to ask for for money. And I'll ask what is you know what problem are you solving in the in the workplace or in the business world? And it's like they don't they don't realize that that's the most important thing that will keep you in business or make you go out of business so quickly. And people get buried uh, with the the glamour of technology and all these platforms like you're talking about. And it comes down to the basics of, you know, is there a problem I'm solving? How do I communicate that to the marketplace? You know, whatever happened to the four P's in marketing, price, product, promotion, and placement, um, that, that in and of itself is the crux of these businesses. And technology can be so alluring that you chase after it until you fall off a cliff and you end up nowhere. And that happens in our personal lives as well. I mean, I can't tell you how many folks I see telling me I need to check out a social media for a while. Um, and so when I think of communication as it relates to effectiveness and I think of business leaders, I think of the business followers as well. And I think of the, you know, if you could simplify the benefits of technology and introduce it, reintroduce it back into uh, business startups or starting a new job or taking over and managing for the first time. Um, it, 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 it becomes so empowering to just simplify that communication structure. I can't tell you how many times I would choose to just sit down and talk to somebody as opposed to sending another email that could be mis- misinterpreted in a million different ways. Um, what about, you said you wanted to start with, with the takeaways from technology. Are there things that you, th- you know, the obvious enhancements that you see that maybe people are doing very well that you interact with. Yeah, so kind of going back to your conversation, I want to touch on what you said regarding you know sending an email back and forth and taking things out of context. Mm-hmm. Technology is a it's a powerful thing, but if we rely on it too much, we lose that that touch of humanity. We lose the ability to really feel what's going on in a business or even with our employees, our, our clients or even our network around us. And if your technology is removing you from the environment that, that is giving you the opportunity to really see how your business is performing, it's probably something you should take a step back from. Mm-hmm. There are technology platforms that I believe offer a more of a clear and a concise picture of what's going on, and it's going to challenge you to be more proactive than reactive, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times we set up these technology platforms and we plug it in and we wait. We wait for the report to come out. 
and then we're going to make decisions. And the only thing that it's done is validate what we could have, would have, and should have done. Mm-hmm. It hasn't changed anything as far as how the business operates, where you're going to grow, and where you're going to find meaningful change. And I mean meaningful change in a in a very real way. You know, the world is more connected than it's ever been. When people come into your business, they're already connected to you on social media 99% of the time. And if they're not, they're going to look it up anyways. And having some of these devices and these capabilities to see how people are doing, that's great. But it goes a little bit further than that. How are you doing with your employees? How are you doing with your advisory groups? What are some things that you can do to make sure that you're taking advantage of things today? And why would you want to take advantage of those? What is the meaningful direction behind that? If you can be more proactive, let's say, just in, in the structure of how the business is performing, right? We, we've gone through some challenges over the last decade, you know, 15 years. There's been ups and downs, and there always will be. Mm-hmm. In those ups and downs, did it matter that you kept a key employee that you built trust with? Did it matter that you had the capability to offer them a little bit more consistency or a raise when it mattered? Did it help their family? Did it help your brand? There are things that matter if you can take advantage of them ahead of time, as opposed to finding out that the person that you thought you trusted needed to take care of their family, didn't talk to you because you were waiting for the year-end review, and they went and found another job, right. and you're back at square one. So there, there are technologies, I believe, that help create more of a clear picture, again, simplifying it, and give you a proactive stance so you don't have to wait to find out what you could have, would and should have done. Yeah, and it, that's, that's uh, I mean, it's very telling, and it's very, it's, um, it's indicative of the times, really. Um, and you know, when, when we hear about communication and, you know, today being, um, relating to effectiveness, a lot of times people think that's, that's business leaders communicating downward to the employees. And, and I always, I don't have a downward communication view in my mind when it comes to successful companies. Um, you know, I, we recently did a podcast called stop stealing your own success. And, and a lot of it, when, when you listen to the podcast or you go as a, um, PK podcast when you get into the deep dive, we talk about communication, internal and external communication. And this happens as an individual. You have your internal speak, you have your external speak, your internal concerns, your external concerns. And it happens in, in a corporation, internal communication versus external communication. And it's amazing to me how often those two are not exactly the same message. Um, and sometimes technology can play into that when when folks individually say things like I'm checking out of social media, their internal speak is telling them something bad is happening to me or about me. Um, people are talking about me. I, I don't look as good on social media. I'm checking out because it doesn't make me feel good. And externally, uh, whether whether or not that's really happening, you're participating in the external game as well. With a company, if you have an internal communication that talks about growing, getting back to basics, monetizing activities, getting rid of waste, all those things to internal employees. It should be a very similar conversation externally. And I think that sometimes business leaders get so wrapped around the axle that they forget. And sometimes employees mirror their leadership and they forget that we're all on the people business, no matter what our company is, no matter what our title is, no matter how high up the chain you are or how new you are on you know in the corporation. We're in the people business, and it's everybody's job to create that great customer experience. So I think simplifying communication simplifies our lives and, in a way, grows our business. Um, stops the what is, should have, could is. But what are your thoughts on that? 
No, I, I completely agree. And that's one of the things that is, is vastly different between contact and communicating, right? Contact is sending somebody a message, mm-hmm. text, phone, email, whatever. Communication is two-way. Mm-hmm. Generally, that means you, like I said, your community, your colleagues, the people who work for you or the people that you work for. And it's important to understand that the communication you have matters and how you act and react to those matter. And it's, it's, it's so important to be proactive in that and to share. One of the things I like to tell people is technology has evolved so much that there's no excuses anymore for complacency. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of advisors that work with small businesses show up like waiters mm-hmm. and offer you a menu of services. They make zero recommendations and they leave. Well, if technology is already doing that, why are you here? Right. You know, ask me about my needs. Ask me about my concerns. Offer me some recommendations and let's talk about why. You know, I know you've got the menu. That's why we're doing business. But let's talk about why. And the same thing goes for employees. When they can see how a business is doing and they're part of that journey and they're celebrating that success, and they're celebrating it in the moment, they buy in. And if you're communicating that to them, in moments of silence, there's the devil's advocate in the back of their mind, right? They always want to make sure that everything's all right. If there's too much quiet, they wonder if they're even valued mm-hmm. or if something else is going on. Um, and then if you're micromanaging, that's too much, right? So we've got to find a delicate balance, but technology can help us do that by offering a visualization that celebrates success, celebrates them being part of it, and kind of shows some of your wildly important goals that you want to really achieve and how they're part of that. And I think that that's valuable. I think that's important. And I think, just like you said, the communication flows almost every direction in business. And it's it's hard to really focus on that and remind ourselves of that. It's, it's an awareness thing. Um, and that's why I, I believe that technology advancing like it has has provided us the guidance to make ourselves more actively aware that we need to be communicating. We need to be open. We need to challenge ourselves to be better. Absolutely. And you, you, you used a word before, proactive. Um, and, and, and I think that communication many times in business, certainly in personal lives, is very reactive, reacting to some situation. Um, and you also did a great job delineating, you know, two, two points of perspective, contact versus communication. And, you know, I, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of folks who, who come from that millennial generation and they, they describe suffering from a symptom of, of living in a world of contact. And what I mean by that is that the, they are, you know, now anywhere from, you know, upper 20s to mid 30s, and they have done well in their careers, and they are now charged with the responsibility of running a department or managing people. And for the first time in their lives, communication is so critical, but they were brought up in that contact world, a lot of texting, a lot of instant messaging. You can you can message while you're gaming those types of things, that's the world that they were trained in. They grew up in. They actually excelled and promoted themselves through companies because of those strengths. Then they hit this situation where you've got to manage folks who are younger than you, who maybe are older than you, all have different motivations, and that's a challenge. And and do they know how to proactively verbalize the the goals of the company, the goals of the department, their personal goals as a manager, and do they know how to, the other side of the coin, listen to their employee? That's the other part of communication that really gets overlooked is how actively are you listening to that person talking to you when they say things like, 
I need to talk to you, Adam. You talked about it before. I need to talk to you, but you're waiting for the year-end numbers. So by the time you get those, I've already been disgruntled and I've left the company. Nobody heard my voice. And I think that's where proactive communication is different than reactive contact. And I love the way you broke those into two categories because that's really the world that we live in. Yeah, I mean, it's a constant contact game with most businesses. They want to see numbers, and everybody does. Mm -hmm. But like you said, if you're raised in that environment, there can be something that's just a little overwhelming about stepping into the shoes of people that were generally open to communicating, right? Mm -hmm. People that challenge themselves to take care of their colleagues. And how are you going to gain from experience if everything falls to a spreadsheet or to an email? Right. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, that would uh, that'd be intimidating, especially for the younger generation that's supposed to be coming up and challenging themselves to communicate in an active listening environment. Somebody's got to hear what you need to say. They've got to hear it without already knowing what the outcome is going to be. If I'm looking at numbers, it doesn't matter what you say, right, Patrick? Mm -hmm. It's, it's, right. <laughs> it's got to align with my numbers. But if I'm listening to you and we're having a conversation, well, you being new might actually provide some awareness on things that we're challenging ourselves to, you know, fix in our company or even evolve or adapt. There are things we have to do to keep our businesses moving forward in the times. And if we're just looking at spreadsheets and numbers and sending out contacts, we'll never grow the way that we could have. And all we're doing is a disservice to ourselves, our colleagues, our community. And at the end of the day, there's no, no reason to be in business if you're going to go that route. Well, I, I love that you said that because it reminds me um, of a situation I was recently with uh, some prospective clients and it's, uh, you know, it's what you would call, I guess, a, you know, it's family owned business, um, sort of a mom and pop type of thing where mom and pop are going to retire and, and son is going to take over. And the, the meeting was with the, the, uh, the father and the son. And as we're talking about, you know, we're, we're brainstorming, we're gathering ideas, uh, the rules of brainstorming, you know, no idea is a bad idea, let's write it down. It's all going the way it should go in terms of a brainstorm and proactivity, and the son is very excited about the vision that, you know, he, the next direction he's going to take this company. And the father um, <laughs> looked me right in the eyes and says, you know, he says, Patrick, the, the more you talk, the less my results are changing. <laughs> And I said, what do you mean by that? And he's like, well, that's just not how we do things here. And and I, I stopped. I said, you know, I, I closed my pen. I stopped brainstorming. I said, you're right. Let's not even try to move forward here. Because if what you want to do is what you've always done, then we don't need to go any further. And then they had to decide themselves. And the son said, no, 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 no. We, we, do, we do want to move it forward. But it's you're absolutely right in the dynamics that happen behind closed doors. And folks fall back on spreadsheets and data, and you can you can look at it in a million different ways, and it isn't going to change the past. And it might give you some ideas on what you want to change moving forward. But the the reality is, uh, you you have to sometimes get out of your own way, and you have to you have to let technology do its part, which is maybe to summarize a situation, but not to you know, you, you said it before you can't replace the human interaction. You have to let instinct take over. That's why we have instinct. You have to let vision take over. That has to do with the creative mindset. And it's not data-driven. So, and again, it comes back to proactive uh, communication uh, and, and and not sitting there saying, well, we, we would have, should have, we had the opportunity. You have the opportunity every day. And every day you can reinvent yourself. And every day you can avoid stealing your own success. So these these things are are important um, and 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 
ultimately, it leads to effective business by having effective communication, I guess, the circle I'm trying to get back to. Yeah, and, and willingness. Ultimately, it comes down to willingness. If you're willing to kind of lead the charge and willing to learn, mm-hmm. having that open communication and a proactive relationship with the people that you, you're building your story with, mm-hmm. business is a story. It's a story we tell ourselves. If you have a willingness, it doesn't matter if you're going to try something new because if you're open and you're sharing that, mm-hmm. you can track it. People are going to buy into it and they're going to help you. Even if you fall, it's like, it's like the old trust fall. And then they're going to be proactively reaching out to make sure that you're taken care of and you're okay. And then once you figure out the strategies that work, people are going to want to follow you. The best way through a minefield is following somebody who's already been through it, right? You don't want to step on landmines. So if you're out there and you're the person that's blazing the trail, Utilize the technology, build your community, let them know where you are, and activate that proactive trust that so many of us kind of neglect. I mean, it's a community at the end of the day, so I love that. I love that that's uh, the full circle you took away from that. Well, it's. I mean, it's, every time I talk to you, I, I, I end up I, I end up uh, pulling more vision into my my little toolbox of things, and and you know, you're saying some fantastic things like business is a story, and we teach that every strategy is a story. We actually do a we do a really nice uh, seminar where we take you know random folks, and it could be it could be someone who started today, and it could be Adam Griggs. He's been doing this for fourteen years, and you sit on the stage, and we put three pictures up that are unrelated, and have you just quickly write down separately from each other what's the story that th- these three pictures tell you? You tie them together, and it's amazing how much this this workshop can take off, and people get really excited. But we end up putting together now what's the problem they have. So you tell me the story of what you're seeing, now tell me the problem they have. Now what's your solution? And pretty soon they're building strategy on something completely unrelated to their business. And the fun part is when we superimpose then people from their business, pictures of, of their teams, um, their production facility, their shipping facility, some of their best customers. And we say, now tell me the story. And it's amazing how people can freeze because they're bringing into now that picture things they already know. So I think when we bring into situations what we already know or how we've always done things or who that customer is, who that internal department is, we limit our strategic thought. Um, and that's a, it's a really fun process to go through. Um, and I love the fact that you just you said it without any coaxing that it's all a story and it's the story you tell. I love that. I love that that's what you do because it, it is. We're all writing a story and whether or not it's the the players that are on our team or they're, they're against us, you know, one of the things that really will differentiate how well your story evolves is your ability to know what you don't know. And perspective, perspective is so powerful. And having that communication is the only way you're ever going to gain new perspective and allow the story to really start gaining momentum. Right. Well, I tell you what, I, I, I love, I love having conversations with you. Like I said, they're, they're eye opening to me. Um, I think that you're one of the, the, the better communicators I've ever come across, uh, you know, in, in my business, my business life. Um, I, I wonder if you could, for, for our, um, you know, for our listening audience, leave them with any thoughts that you have on, you know, maybe picking and choosing the different forms of communication, whether it be technology uh, as a contact communication, as an in-person thing. What are some tips you might give folks on being better or more effective communicators in today's world filled with technology and all these avenues to avoid the, the personal contact. Yeah, so I think number one, 
it's just like the old Simon Sinek saying, you got to get back to starting with why. You have to really understand why you're in business. And when you start deciding you're going to make changes where you're going to go down a specific avenue of embarking in technology or adding in services, it's got to it's got to align with your why. Otherwise, it's just a whirlwind of noise. It's just going to drown you out. And then once you figure out your why, one of the strongest things that you can ever do is reach out to the community that you're involved in that aligns with your business and your needs. So people in your industry, people that are in your cycle of B2B, or even friends who have maybe mentored you and been down that road before. If you talk to them about your why and some of the things you're looking for, you'd be amazed at the plethora of information they're going to give you regarding what to watch out for, what they've seen work successfully, and what to definitely not not implement in your business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best thing you can do. I love it. I love it because I, I encourage folks as well to look for the outside influence, the, like you said, the folks that have walked that, that minefield. Uh, and I always, uh, to add to what you just said, I always caution folks, don't try to talk that person into why your position is right. That's a hard thing to do because part of you know communication is having to listen. And you may find that you're you're approaching something so one-sided. You hate your boss so much. You hate your job so much. You, you know, strong words like hate um, that you aren't thinking clearly about what's best for you or best for your business. And it's really important, like you said, to involve the community and then be willing to listen. And if it's too much for you, you have to enlist others to help you make those changes that seem too painful for you to make. Uh, absolutely great, great points today for sure, Adam. So what is the best way? Yeah, no, not a problem. What is the best way then for our, our listeners to, if they want to get a hold of you, they want to hear more about what Clarify can do to help their business, what's the best way to contact you or someone someone who on your team who could help? Um, well, the best way is probably just going to go straight over to our website, which is clarify.io, and then C-L-A-R-A-F-I, like the name Clara, F-I, mm-hmm. um, .io. That gives a little bit of an overview of what we do. Otherwise, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm very active, and I love just kind of having conversations. So reach out. Let's connect. Let's, let's, let's talk about your story. That sounds good, Adam. I definitely appreciate your time. I know it's extremely valuable, and I'm glad that you made time for us today. Uh, and I look forward to uh, more interactions down the road. No, I appreciate you too, Patrick. You were one of the fundamental pieces of our community, and I just love having these conversations. So thank you for all you do as well. Thank you. So that's a wrap for now. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation as much as I enjoyed participating in it. Remember to set up the backstage pass to your own success at the support the show link in our episode description. And while you're at the show description, be sure to do yourself a favor and click the Instacart link and sign up immediately to begin enjoying the benefits of the Instacart online shopping experience. Shop from all your favorite stores, set up contactless delivery, and get your goods in up to an hour, plus free shipping on first orders over $35. Your time is valuable. Take advantage of the Instacart experience. I look forward to seeing you backstage and unleashing the greatness you are after, the greatness you must be in search of, or you wouldn't have found this conversation. Better can be yours, and it's one click away. Let me leave you with the words from one of my favorite musical groups, Rascal Flatts. Simply put, my wish for you is that your life becomes all that you want it to.